I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. They said it wouldn't happen, but it has, and here it is, and here we are. Season two of Travel Hacker. I'm Richie Firth, and I hack travel. Welcome to season two of Richie Firth Travel Hacker, a podcast that even when the first season finished, they thought, well, this will never continue. And then a global (laughs) pandemic struck and no one can travel anywhere. And they all laughed and they said, this will never continue now. Well, here it is, you naysayers. We're back. Fantasy travel hacking, the places that you want to travel, but we'll do it for you in our fantasies. There's so much to unpick from that. Uh, hi, Rich. Hey there, Chris. Welcome back. Here we are. Were you ranting at people who don't like the show or at COVID? Or what was what was the source of that anger in that open, that the big season opener then? Within the last couple of days, somebody said to me that they heard the final episode of season one. Uh, no, they heard the <laughs> penultimate episode of yes. season one. And they said that they realised at the end of it that they felt very angry. And it was 25 minutes of their life that they'd never get back because they'd listened to two grown men not go anywhere. Yeah. So we are going to combat that anger by... Not going anywhere. No, by, by by being here. Because that sentiment suggested that this was a bad podcast mm. that shouldn't exist, but it does. And here we are. We don't even have any budget. Maybe that's actually something that the pandemic helped us with. If the pandemic wasn't here and we were allowed to travel, mm. we wouldn't have any money to travel. So maybe it would have been harder. So we would have tried to do the old show and not been able to. Without funds. So we've been forced to improvise. Correct. Enough of the prologue, because coming up tonight... Today. Or today. That's not as dramatic. People like me read between the lines. We are visionaries. (laughs) Do you fancy a mango? (laughs) That's better. And where's Moscow? Oh, brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Oh, praise be to Hartford North. I hate the airport experience. (laughs) Did you enjoy those clips, Rich? Well, at the point that I say that it's happening in real life, I don't know what they're going to be. That was a good clip, though, wasn't it? That last one. That's a great one, yeah. It's going to be a great episode. You're going to love it. 
Right, so look, here you are for season two. You're all veterans of season one, all those hacks that we hacked. Okay, and you've come back for more, but we can't travel anywhere. How's this going to work? You're probably asking yourself. Well, let me explain, okay? We've been we've been asking you to get in touch, travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com, uh, with, the, with the journeys that you'd love to take, but you can't right now. But when you are able to take them, you want to take them in the best way. So make sure they're hacked. They're pre-hacked hacks, okay? By getting in touch with us, travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com. Some of you have been doing that already, and we are ready to hack. So shall we start with Reese from London, Richie? Take it away. What's Reese have to say, Chris? Dear Richie, I'm Reese from London. I've written before, but I have a tempting trip in need of hacking. Far away. Every year, my fiancé's family goes to the south of France for a period of time over Christmas. For a start, your fiancé's a keeper if they've got a place in the south of France. I'd say. Most years, we join them for a shorter stay, four to five days. I enjoy my time, but something I hate is the airport experience, both in London and in Nice. Nice. So please hack my travel. Like that. I am open to all options, even slower journeys. Journeys broken up, stops on the way. I just need a more enjoyable experience. I'm hoping that someone with as much success, they then do put a question mark in brackets, but let's take it at face value, in travel hacking will be able to help me and make my Christmas break great. Kind regards, Reese. Reese, thanks for getting in touch. Uh, there is a part of me that wonders what you wrote in about before, because I don't remember you. But anyway, look, let's major on this particular piece of communication. And don't start looking for it, all right? Don't start looking for his old piece of communication. I know what you're like, all right? <laughs> let's, let's work out this one. Um, Reese, this, this is a great one to start with, because I can genuinely give you a great hack promise you hand on heart i can solve the problems okay i'm blessed with having uh, a wonderful uh, family uh, that i've uh, married into so i don't have the problems that you have but one thing that i do have is experience what? of a trip from london to the south of france did you hang on a second he he has a nice family no, he says he doesn't. He says every yeah. year he hates his trip to the south of France to go and see his fiance's family. No, no, that, but that's not the point. The air travel is the problem, Rich. The be- he says the stay is nice. He likes the he likes the people. People like me read between the lines. We are visionaries, and I think Reese, if he were here, would agree with me. But anyway, that's by the by. Rich, maybe for the uninitiated, maybe for those who aren't used to either London or Nice. What, mm-hmm. what what sort of challenges does does his trip currently entail? Well, his trip cu- currently, uh, he won't like enjoying getting out to Heathrow Airport from central London, or to be quite frank, anywhere in London, uh, because the tube trip out on the Piccadilly line is awful. It's around about 55 minutes. It's very slow. It's very uncomfortable. Uh, but it is cheap. Alternatively, you could take the Heathrow Express, but that's not much of an express because it goes from Paddington, which isn't actually in central London. You've Mm. got to get on the tube to get to Paddington. Then once you get there, you have to pay through the nose to get on the Heathrow Express, which then takes you out to Heathrow. And by the time you got out to Paddington and got the Heathrow Express, you might as well have got on the Piccadilly line. So even getting to the airport in London, horrendous. 
Okay, then he's got to do all the check-in or the security, which is only going to get worse uh, because of the circumstances we all find ourselves in right now. And then he's got to fight Nice, which is around about an hour and a half, potentially. And then he arrives in Nice and he's got to have all the trust and hope that his baggage has got there with him. We all know what that's like. So it's not really a very nice experience to go to Nice. So is your vibe then that this is going to be no flying then? Are you saying cut the airports out entirely so don't even consider say city airports which is a bit more pleasant than Heathrow are you, are you straight away ruling out those options you've already told me off for uh, not quoting Reese properly but I do believe Reese said I hate the airport experience so whether it's whether it's Stansted City uh, Gatwick or Heathrow flying is not for Reese you can't hate the city airport experience Rich come on he it's says glorious it's a massage hates all the way into your chair the airport experience i have a hack for him that does not involve a single plane good i'm pleased reese head to st pancras because that is where you can take your journey to nice by train and that is a journey that I have done. And I'll tell you how I did it. I travelled from London to Paris. I actually changed in France. I changed in Lille, okay? Uh, and then got the train. I got a French TGV uh, from Lille to Paris, okay? Then I got to Paris and I got in an Uber across Paris. So I actually got in a sightseeing experience. I saw the Arc de Triomphe. Nice. I saw the Eiffel Tower. I saw the Gare du Nord. I had the chance to to eat in a French bistro, all right, and have a nice little glance, a glass of, of red wine. Was in the cab still France. waiting for you? <laughs> no, 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 this is after I got out, all right. right okay. So I got to the Garda Nord. Um, right. Sorry, not the Garda. And then I can't remember what the actual next one was. There was another gar in Paris. Well, you, yes, there are plenty of gars in Paris. The Garda Nord is the one you come into. Yeah, but there was, maybe, maybe it's called the Garda Ville. Maybe. Might not have been. Don't be sidetracked by that, Richie. You're on, you're flowing. Anyway, got on another train, and this one was from London to Nice. Another TGV, train de grande vitesse, train of high speed. From, sorry, from Paris to Nice. Paris to Nice, yes. All the way from Paris to Nice. And that journey, okay, is really quick. It's really quick. Okay. Now, what I didn't realise at the time but I can advise Reese right now, is you can get a train a day from London direct to Marseille. And then you change from Marseille on a local train to Nice. Um, I would advise doing what I did, because he hates the airport experience. He says he's actually open to broken-up journeys, stops on the way, a more enjoyable experience. What can be more enjoyable than enjoying a provincial town like Lille, seeing some world heritage mm. sites like the Arc de Triomphe and the Eiffel Tower, and then the high-speed experience to Nice on the TGV. Reese, that is your first travel hack, and it can all be done in a day. Richie, that's an excellent solution. Thank I'm, I'm you. a re really big fan of it. So obviously, as, as you point out, you can go from St Pancras to Provence, Marseille, basically. Yep. And, and that, that, that um, uh, on a, a search day, you can get singles as cheap as £80. Correct, I know. Which is pre pretty quality. But Richie, maybe in terms of time saving, like he's still going to get the full four or five days with the family. Of course he is. Okay, how about this? London to Portsmouth. Mm. Yeah. Where he can meet the uh, Avram Grant statue before right. getting on a ferry to Bilbao. 
yes. in Spain. Yes. And then it's just a short 600-mile drive from Bilbao <laughs> to Nice. I'll tell you Think one thing, Think of all thing, the beautiful though, that- stop-offs. That Portsmouth to Bilbao ferry, uh, that's going across the Bay of Biscay. Now, I am no nautical man, but I do know something. The Bay of Biscay is one of the most turbulent weather areas in the world. That's not anywhere you want to be in a boat. Okay. secondly, your P&O ferry to Bilbao is nowhere near as fast and as jazzy as your TGV. Uh, So I would suggest great rounded route that you've gone with there. And then if you want to do 600 miles worth of driving and uh, uh, the carbon footprint that's going to leave, then great, go and do that as you drive across the Andes. Uh, but personally, <laughs> I don't think that is the way forward for Reese. I went to uh, Bilbao uh, ferry port once, mm-hmm. and I think most ferry ports, because of the the level of unease it can cause some people, they, they smell quite bad. Yeah, No ferry port I've ever visited stunk so badly of cigarettes and shit. As as that did, and and the weather was also so bad that we we hung around at the ferry port for forty five minutes. Yep, and it was on a work gig, and then we called up the sort of uh, post production, the people sort of organising the, the production management people organising things, and insisted that we were allowed to fly back to the UK <laughs> and leave all the kit. And so um, I never experienced that ferry trip and I don't feel like I missed out one bit. Do you know what? I reckon if you watch four out of five weather weather forecasts, you will find them saying, this is brewing in the Bay of Biscay. Why would anyone yeah. want to be on a boat in the Bay of Biscay? So, Reese, I refer you to my earlier comments. TGV, all the way, my friend. TGV, 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 Respectable. That's beautiful, Rich. Great start. I thought I thought I thought I needed to provide another option, but I think you had all the great solutions. Definitely. Thank you. That could be the only good solution I have in this, but um, we shall see. Well, I guess at the end end of the show, will we we ourselves judge if that's hack or whack, or are we, are we asking the audience to tell us? <laughs> I think the audience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, I read today that uh, they're looking at um, absorbing the Hartford North Line into overground in a couple of years. That's a good thing, right? It is for us because it renders all those other records useless and we can go again. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Oh, praise be to Hartford North. (laughs) Uh, Richie, Ian Glencross writes in. Good name. Um, Hello, Ian. uh, What is the green... Oh, my God. I've just... I looked at this earlier on and forgot about it and I've just remembered it. (laughs) <laughs> it's be- it's beautiful. Okay. What is the greenest viable route from Brisbane, Australia, mm-hmm. to Belfast? <laughs> I really want <laughs> to reduce my carbon footprint without buying a sailing boat. That's it. Wow. Okay. Have you seen BBC Two's Race Across the World? I haven't. Tell me about it. It's a great TV show. Uh, the premise of it is they take the price of an air flight from one destination to another. Uh-huh. And then uh, about five different couples, whether they're brothers, sisters, married, whatever, um, have to race from the two destinations. But they've got the price of an airfare to do it, but they can't use the aeroplane. 
And this feels like one of those challenges. Yeah, it does. It's interesting you say that, Richie. I don't know how much prep you did into this. Are you aware of the story of Barbara Hadrill? Wasn't she the first lady to fly across the Atlantic? There, there may have been a lady called Barbara Hadrill who did fly across the Atlantic. No, this is a much less famous person who I think you'd have only come across if you'd actually done some research for this hack. That sounds a little bit accusatory. No, no, it's not accusatory at all. Uh, In 2006, Barbara Hadrill spent 63 days Mm -hmm. making this trip. I'm not going to tell you how, but trying to do it in as as carbon emission friendly way as possible and did it for four times the cost of the airline ticket. So really wasn't very effective for Barbara Hadrill, was it really? She might have had a good 63 days. I don't know. I mean, the flight itself, Rich, is what with one stop off. Is, it's about a day, isn't it, effectively? It's a day. It took her. So it took her 63 times as long mm. and it cost her four times as much. Yeah. So once again. No, sorry, Rich. <laughs> I've made a mistake. It, it took her 49 days. The trip started with a 63 hour coach ride to Moscow. Wow. The point still stands. Yeah. So. Right. Okay. So how would I do it? He doesn't want to buy a boat. He wants it to be green. You're looking, I would say, you're going to have to use a boat. He'd have to use a boat. I think he's open to using one. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name again? Ian. Ian. Right. Mr. Glencross. Mr. Glencross. What I would do is this. I would, he must have some mates in Brisbane, you'd hope. I would ask one of his mates if uh, he's got a boat that he can borrow to sail across to Papua New Guinea. Okay? Yep. With a Brompton bike. Once he's in Papua (laughs) New Guinea, (laughs) he then cycles to your Western Point uh, where (laughs) he befriends a Papuan to borrow a boat over to Indonesia, back on the Brompton, through Indonesia... (laughs) makes another mate another boat to malaysia and once he's in malaysia i believe he would be able to be on his brompton which is the greenest form of travel all the way from malaysia to dieppe i think it's possible to travel by land from malaysia to dieppe and the greenest form of transport that's also going to be effective for him and not giving blisters is the bike Okay, so I guess he's going to need a lot of puncture repair kits. Well, let's work out some timings quickly, first of all. I'm going to go Malaysia. I'm the first time in the second series that I'm bringing up Google. You're right. There is a land route the whole way there. Yeah. But if I can point out, routes on the Brompton bike include going through, potentially, the Himalayas. Yep. Afghanistan. Yep. Iran, uh, Uzbekistan, and then right the way through Eastern Europe, either the southern route through Turkey or the northern route through Russia. Admittedly, they're quite hilly. Yeah. The hills wasn't the biggest concern for me. What is? Have you been to um, Kabul recently on a Brompton? <laughs> I've, I, truth be told, I've not actually been on a Brompton. I'm just trying to find a road in Bangkok because 
My Google isn't allowing me. There's, it's full of roads. It's a major industrial area. Yeah, well, I wasn't for a second saying that Bangkok was some kind of backwater. I found a road called Bang Si Tong. So there we go. Now I've got to choose a point on a map in Belfast because it wasn't allowing me to make the journey because it said that there wasn't a route. But I think if if I put in something a bit more specific, we'll get. I'm doing this so we can find an idea of how long it would take to cycle because I'm going back to his initial brief. Actually, no, Belfast. It's going to have to be to Dieppe because that was the nearest point without crossing water. Okay. Or Calais, that'll do. It's another port, isn't it? Dieppe to Moscow alone is 3,000 kilometres and 30-hour drive. How fast can you cycle? Uh, for, for what period of time? Well, 3,000 miles. 3,000 kilometres, whatever it was. Someone who does the Land's End to John O'Groats yep. at a good lick, you know, someone who's maybe does it in 10 days. Yeah. I think they're doing about 25k an hour, kilometres an hour. Now, obviously not the whole time. They're, they're stopping and sleeping and resting. 25 kilometres an hour. So did you say there was 3,000 miles from Dieppe to Moscow? Kilometres. 3, so 3,000 divided by 25. That's 120 hours to cycle to Moscow from Dieppe. That's a solid riding, though. I think you're going to need to triple Divided that time. by 24. That's five days to cycle from Moscow to Dieppe. It, it, no. That's what it least, says. At least 15. Because they've got to sleep and shit and everything, Rich. And where's Moscow compared to... Oh, Moscow's still quite a long way yeah, away it's, from... Yeah, uh, you, you are still on the first leg of the journey. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's fair to say to uh, Ian, uh, the greenest way is to cycle, but beware, it's probably going to take you about 40 days. 40 days is wonderfully optimistic. <laughs> I mean, Look, bear in mind, they've got... They've got to get when once they get to the UK. They've got to then get over to Belfast. <laughs> after all that, um, but do you know what? No, getting over to the UK would be e it would actually be easy because once you reach Calais, you can cycle through the Channel Tunnel, and that's downhill. Right. So you can actually freewheel. It's downhill all the way from France to the UK. It's downhill until you reach the uh, the pit of the English Channel, yeah. and then obviously you've got to go back up to Dover, right. but. You've obviously got a fair bit of speed to go up the other end. <laughs> right. That's and then you'd have to start cycling again. Unbelievable. There you go, Ian. I've got one little thought that you didn't suggest. Mm -hmm. I, I, again, in, in your extensive research, I'm quite surprised that you didn't find the opportunity that people can actually take rides on giant freighter ships. Giant tankers. I have and no idea. And I found idea. a company uh, called Nemo who let people i think they like basically about once a month they have like limited space but you go like through um the suez canal and you can stop one of them stops off i think at the um uh uh the maldives i think or the seychelles along the way it looks like quite epic although you are obviously on a big scary freighter here's the thing right here's the thing about freighters I know you say big scary freighter, but that's only when you're not when you're not on it, because when when you're on it, you're on it, so you're not looking at it. But when you're not on it, you're looking at it and thinking, "Wow, that's big. That's the size mm. of sixty-two football pitches. I don't want to be in the way of that." But when you're on it, suddenly you're part of it, so it's not as scary. I uh, know someone whose job was to sit on freighter ships 
for weeks at a time, armed in case they got attacked by pirates. Captain he, Phillips. Uh, it wasn't Captain Phillips, but his job basically was him and other private security just rode big boats trying not to get attacked by pirates. And then he'd sort of come back after three months, a bit overweight, and he'd go back to the running club that I was a part of, and he'd run for like six weeks, get into great shape, and then bugger off again for loads of cash. The irony is he could have run around the side of the ship, and that would have probably taken him about two hours. So you don't fill the freighters. He's a great cricketer, but uh, I'm saying no. <laughs> There's, I've no idea why I helped you get that gag over the line. I feel really <laughs> dirty. <laughs> I haven't listened to a word you've said for the last two or three minutes whilst I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, two hacks down in the first episode of Series 2 of Richie Firth, Travel Hacker. Two hacks down, two hacks done. It's going well. Time for a new feature to Season 2. Oh, yes, it's a celebrity hack. Celebrity hack, celebrity hack, do-do, celebrity hack, celebrity hack, do-do, celebrity hack, celebrity hack, celebrity hack. Could you add some reverb and uh, jazzy bits to that, please? Sure. Celebrity hack, celebrity hack, do do celebrity hack, celebrity hack, do do celebrity hack, celebrity hack, celebrity hack, Rich, Rich, wake up. Uh, right, it's time for our first ever celebrity hack. It is comedian and podcaster Alice Fraser who brings it to us tonight. Hello, Alice. What's your hack? Hi there, travel hackers. Popular entertainer Alice Fraser here with a request for Richie and Chris. Hi, Richie and Chris. Please tell me the best way to get from uh, Nottingham Castle to Sherwood Forest. No reason. Just um, met a guy recently. So that is Alice Fraser, who has met a guy recently. Oh, yeah. And is looking to get from Nottingham Castle to Sherwood Forest. Interesting. Interesting. Wonder who she's met. You sure she's called Alice or is she called Marion? No, she's called Alice. Okay, right. Nottingham Park Castle to Sherwood Forest. Obviously, her journey mirrors that made many years ago uh, by scoundrel Robin Hood. Oh, you're not. I knew you wouldn't like Robin Hood. Yeah, I know. Why, why, why do you say I wouldn't like Robin Hood? It just, it's so, like, you know, we've never spoken about Robin Hood before. No, we've but never there, spoken there are, about there Robin are certain, Hood before. There are certain mythical figures. I think every single one of them, knowing what you're like, I could tell you if you would like them or not before we'd ever even discuss them. And I know, for, I, I just knew that you wouldn't like Robin Hood. <laughs> Robin Hood. Robbing the rich to feed the poor. What have the rich done wrong? Hello? Oh, was that a question for me? Yes, it was. Maybe the, what they've done wrong is not fed the poor rich. <laughs> the, the man's a thief. Okay, but let's put all that <laughs> to one side. Let's put all that to one side. 
Uh, Nottingham Castle to Sherwood Forest. Do you know what? I know a fair bit about Robin Hood uh, and and Nottingham and and all such things. And it is one of the biggest misnomers of a story, okay? People think, oh yeah, Sherwood Forest, Nottingham. It's like the Garden of Nottingham. I tell you what, it's not, all right? It's not. Sherwood Forest is around about 50 miles away from Nottingham. You, okay? you say 50, I, I say 22 it's about 50 miles away, isn't it? I'm pretty about, sure of that. About 22 miles. 50 kilometres, then. I, I, I'm starting to doubt myself now, so I'm going to have to goog. Don't worry. I'm going to check as well. We'll have a little race here. Uh, search. Yeah, Sherwood Forest is, is, is 45 minutes drive, that is. Sherwood Forest is 22 miles away from Nottingham, northbound, on the way towards Yorkshire. Right. Okay. Well, look. Now we've got the distances sorted. That's great. Um, it's still a long way away. Okay. It's twenty-two miles. <laughs> it's it's not basically next door. Robin Hood in all these stories when he's sort of like in in uh, in Sherwood Forest, but he's like, oh yeah, let's just pop to Nottingham and all that kind of thing. There was never a question ever of Robin Hood just popping to Nottingham, all right? It would have been a big journey. 22 miles today, probably the quickest he's going to be able to do it, uh, going into a big city centre, would be 45 minutes. And that's if he's in a Prius, okay? But back in the day, <laughs> the fastest he wasn't. Cars. He wasn't. We know for fact that Robin Hood didn't have a horse because what he used to do was rob people on horses and with carriages and all that kind of thing. All Robin Hood had was was like a, a felt hat and a bow and arrow. Okay, so he's on he's on foot. We know for a fact that walking pace is three miles an hour. So to do twenty two miles, that's taken him sixty six hours to get what? from Sherwood Forest to Nottingham happening? Castle. What? Do that maths one more time. It's 22 miles, and he can do three miles an hour. So yeah. three times 22 is 66. Oh that's, 30, that's 66 hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's funny? Chris, it's a two-day trip. <laughs> what? Have you ever done a marathon before, Rich? Yes. How, what was your quickest Took marathon twice. time? My quickest marathon time was four hours 57. And um, how far is a marathon? 26. Oh, wow. What have I done wrong? <laughs> 26.2 miles. Okay, so I've calculated that very wrong. But Robin Hood wasn't a marathon runner. He was an archer. Okay. Everyone knows who Paula Radcliffe is. Everyone knows who Samo Farah is. Can you name me an archer other than Robin Hood? No, they're not known for running. So they ain't doing it in four hours 57. So my point still stands. That it's it, so it, it's still sixty six hours. No, it's not. No, the maths was wrong. It's probably okay. Walking pace three miles now. Let's probably let's do this maths properly. Threes into twenty two go seven. So it's seven hours. It's a seven hour walk. It's a seven hour walk. Okay. And also, it's a seven hour walk when you're a fugitive. All right, I've seen episodes of Channel 4's um program called what's it called hijack or something isn't it Hunted. what's it called 
hunted that's it yeah it's not it's not easy when you're when you're on the run so i think i think this is a real insight that you've given us all here rich alice wanted to get from nottingham to sherwood forest so i better answer her question sherwood forest is nearer mansfield than it is nottingham but no one's heard of mansfield so nottingham misappropriated sherwood forest to get tourism because otherwise who would go to nottingham other than to watch forest county or cricket so how you'd get there is probably on a bus and it would take about an hour (laughs) that's your answer that's my answer there's your travel hack Okay, I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, th- thank you, Alice, for your suggestion. I'd dump him, by the way, the bloke that she's met. He lives in a forest. Yeah, exactly. Curious kind of bum is that? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that Ben Fogel show where he meets people who lives in, live in the woods? <laughs> no, I haven't, actually. No. It's very recommended. Um, uh, so so uh, you can see Alice Fraser's shows on Amazon Prime or listen to her podcast, The Last Post, which I contribute to as well. Have we had any adverts in this episode yet? Oh, we haven't, no. Should we, should we put one in five minutes ago and then put another one in five minutes' time? Yes. So that advert you heard five minutes ago, we only just decided to put it there now. And there's another one coming up in five minutes' time. I think you're about to say something that makes the opening montage of the show... Flange. <laughs> no, you can't say that. You can't say that. Say something else. <laughs> do you fancy a mango <laughs> that's better <laughs> uh, I guess when, when's the rubicon money coming on tap what rubicon money <laughs> i thought rubicon had got in touch with oh, us yeah hang on a second let me a listener recently uh tagged me and rubicon in a post recommending that rubicon got in touch now, for those of you who might have uh, just joined us for the second series, Rubicon was very much the drink of the first series. In fact, I don't think there was a hack that we weren't drinking Rubicon. Mm. But there had been no money that had passed from the Rubicon Corporation to m- me or Chris. Straight off, without me doing anything, mm-hmm. Rubicon DM'd me. Great. Rubicon Drinks UK. Wonderful. Hi, smiley face. How can we help you? Rubicon. And, you know, I mean, you, I think you probably remember when I messaged you then. It was a source of real excitement for both of us, wasn't it? Yes, yes. And I'm waiting to hear how negotiations have gone. Uh, so I wrote back, hi, my friend at Richie Firth, yeah. in brackets, from Absolute Radio, and oh, I yeah. make a podcast and we talk about Rubicon a lot. Season two is coming back soon. And then I gave some stats about download numbers. Might someone in your marketing, promotions or sponsorship team be interested in a conversation? And uh, it's amazing. But more than two weeks later, they're still getting their reply just perfect so they can send it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's good. I mean, they haven't said no. So it does show promise. Uh, Do do you want to uh, should should we write them another little follow up? Hey there, Rubicon. Oops, sorry, I'm in caps. Let's do it lowercase. Okay. Hey there, Rubicon. Further to my reply from two weeks ago, I wondered whether anybody at Rubicon Towers... Rubicon Towers... ...has green-lit the sponsorship of season two of the award-winning 
Hang on. Um, award winning. Am I, am I going to put award winning? Uh, I, we haven't won awards. I tell, what about if I put award winning in quotes? Yep. Because then you said award winning. Yeah. So. Okay. Of the award winning podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker. Okay, and then just all, all my love. Yours in travel. Okay. Yours in travel. Chris? Chris. Because, I mean, if, you, if I signed it, Richie, but it's coming from you, that would yeah. be... Should, should I put a kiss or a, an emoji? Uh, a train emoji? A, no, uh, a train and a mango. Oh, because okay. uh, it's travel, but tropical fruit, which is uh, what yep. they do. There's lots of train options. Should I do an old school train or like a modern fancy train? Modern fancy train, because Rubicon are modern forward thinking people. Okay, yep. Uh, I've got the train in. And then a mango, you say? Yeah. Yep, train and mango. Mango isn't like a sex thing, is it? No, you're thinking of the one that looks like a... Uh, an aubergine. Uh, an aubergine. Yeah. Okay, but the mango doesn't mean anything else. Don't think so. Right. I just don't want them to think that I've offered, like, to meet them in a car park somewhere. <laughs> a train car park for mango action. Um, that's sent. Rich, Lovely. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed seeing you again. It's been nice it, chatting. It's been great to see you. Uh, don't forget, if you want to have a fantasy hack hacked in season two of Richie Firth, Travel Hacker fantasy travel hacker because we can't travel anywhere unless it's essential uh, then travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com that's how to email us travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com I don't know why I've repeated that because if you didn't catch it first time you could have rewound yeah <laughs> <laughs>